I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. We were talking about Christian influence um, last time and how we supposed to be when it becomes uh, being the salt of the earth. When we talk about being the salt of the earth, salt preserves, salt heals, and um, it gives flavor to food. So when Jesus is referring to us as being the salt of the earth, he went back in the Old Testament where they used the salt for these purposes. We talked about in Leviticus 2.13 how salt represented a covenant. So when they brought an offering unto Jesus, or offering unto the Lord, they had to season that offering with salt. That reminded them that they were in covenant with the Lord. It also talks about in Job 6, 6, Job is saying, can something that has no taste be eaten without salt? So we know that when we use salt, even physically, if um, when we don't use salt, food does not have any taste. So we add salt until we can taste that food. Also in 2 Kings, um, the second chapter, 19 through 22, the land was barren. It was not producing anything. And as Elijah added salt, the waters were healed. So salt can be used also for healing. But Elijah recognized the covenant that he had with God. And by him doing that, it was symbolic letting God know that he knew what salt does. He knew he was up on the covenant with him and it brought forth healing. So with us being the salt of the earth, we represent him. We should be uh, bringing forth the word which heals. We should be um, dealing with salt when it preserves it what it saves something so we should be out there proclaiming the good news and the gospel and carrying our way in the way that Jesus carried himself I like the scripture that we went over in Colossians 4 5 and 6 when it says walk in wisdom towards them that are without redeeming the times that means that being that we are the salt of the earth then we should have the knowledge concerning the things concerning him and when we walk in that knowledge and when we're doing what the word of God tell us to do and we're doing it in front of those unbelievers guess what we're winning them to Christ it also said let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man so we know that when we begin to speak things it have to be gracious it can't be any corrupt communication any foul communication anything that's not going to edify that's not going to build up should not be coming out of our mouths so we went over that last week that was Ephesians 4 um, verse 29 now tonight what I want to talk about is the other part of that verse that's in there dealing with um, light when we look at Matthew 5 14 through 16 Let's see what Jesus is telling them. He's saying, ye are the light that gives light to the world, a city that is built, that is set on a hill and cannot be hidden. Let's deal with that first part first. He said, you are the light that gives light to the world, a city that is built, that's set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. So let's see, why would Jesus tell them that you are a light to the world? First of all, being that they were his disciples, they were his followers, they were conducting themselves based on what he had taught them. So being that they were in him and he was in them, then they are a light to the world because they are born again. So being that we are born again, we should be a light in this world, which is full of evil. Light compels darkness. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed doing storms or stuff during this last storm we had when the lights were out. Y'all, I have never seen darkness like that in my life before. I don't know if y'all recognize, but when it was dark, it was dark. You didn't have no lights on the outside. You didn't have none on the inside. And when you open your eyes, it was nothing but darkness. It's like you couldn't even focus in on a little bit of light. It was so dark. So that's how we were. When we were not born again, we were so full of darkness and darkness represents sin. It represents evil. But Jesus came into the world as the light of the world. And being that we are part of him, our light should be shining before the world. So he's saying that we are the light of the world, being that we're in him and he's in us. 
Let's look at 1 John 1, verse 5. First of all, in order for us to know about being a light to the world, we have to know where this light is coming from. Now, in 1 John 1, verse 5, this is the Amplified. This is what it's saying. This is the message of God, promise, revelation, which we have heard from him and now announced to you that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He is perfect in righteousness. And in him, there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, and no imperfection. So this is what John was telling the believers. He was letting them know that God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. So the message that they were going to bring them is going to bring the light of God. And this is what the good news is supposed to be doing through us. It expels the darkness. It expels that evil and that wickedness that's around us. So the more we speak the good news concerning Jesus Christ and what he's come to do, it's going to expel that darkness. So God is light and his nature, that's God's nature, which is light. It did not say he was a light. It said God is light. That's his very nature. When we go back to the beginning, we know it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. This is representing who God is. God is light. In him, there is no darkness. So when the earth was full of darkness, God spoke light into existence. Now, light is pure. Light illuminates. And when we turn on that light, I don't know about you. I love to see daylight. Sometimes when dark, things happen in the dark, whether y'all know it or not, sometimes you can be in your house. Well, I ain't even going to go there because some people might not want to hear all that. <laughs> but anyway, um, we got to understand that God is light and our light that we have in us come through him. So you got to understand that that's his very nature. When we look in the word of God and we see how y'all remember up there with Moses in Exodus 34, where Moses um, come down off of that mountain. And when he come down off of that mountain from being with God, Moses was radiating. He was shining just like a light was upon Moses. And those people could not really look on Moses because of that. So he had to wear a veil over his face. Why? Because Moses was in the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine for 40 days and 40 nights, You haven't eaten anything. You wasn't drinking anything. You was just in the presence of the Lord. When you come out of being with God that long, there should be a transformation. There should be a change. And that's what happened to Moses. People saw that change. They saw that light around Moses and they were afraid of Moses. Why? Because they had a fear of God. They were reverencing God because he was with God and the presence that Moses experienced with being with God, he brought it back down with him. So they know who he was with because God is light. When we look in Exodus, when they were coming out of Egypt, what was it? It was a cloud by day. It was a pillar of fire by night. And even when Pharaoh came out to attack them, what did the cloud do? The cloud gave them light in the midst of that darkness. They were um, in the light and Pharaoh and them was still in the darkness because God took and blocked that off with his light. So they couldn't even come nigh them because their side was dark, but they had the light that they needed through God. And that represents the presence of God. So being that he's in us and we're in him, our light's supposed to shine so people will know that we're different. If you standing in the midst of an evil, corrupt world and what you do is totally different from what they do, are you shining as a light? Yes, because that light is exposing that darkness. People are saying, okay, you're not like us because you don't do what we do. You don't represent what we represent. So that's what God is saying. Ye are the light of the world. So we have to see ourselves as being the light of the world. And the only reason why we're the light of the world is because of what Jesus done on our behalf. So from now on, when we go out, we want to make sure that our lights are shining. Now, this is not something 
that we even try to do or we try to be so holy that we want people to know we holy by how we dress or by sitting there acting like a hermit right <laughs> we don't want to do all that because the joy of the lord is our strength we want to bring forth what's in us the the fruit of the spirit the gifts of the spirit so when we're out in front of somebody sometimes we don't have to say not one word because if you spent time with God in your home and you coming out amongst the world, they're going to know that there's a difference. Why? Because you bring peace with you. They feel that peace around you. They feel that love around you. And they're saying there's something that's so different about you. I feel so calm. I feel so peaceful. I feel so much at rest. I feel so much love. What are they They're seeing? They're seeing that light that's coming through you. They're seeing God's glory being revealed through you. So we have to be the lights of the world because we want to conduct ourselves the way Jesus conducted himself because they knew it was something different about Jesus. In Matthew 17, verse 2, this is when Jesus had taken his disciples up into that mountain with him. And the Bible says, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his remnant was white as the light. So they saw a transformation. They saw a change. They saw Jesus in a different way. But look how that light was around Jesus. It said that his remnant was as the light. So this is how we should be. Some people say, now you know people ain't going to see us light up like a, a, a bulb. Yeah, some people will see that. You may not recognize that that's what's happening in your life, but the more time you spend with God, the more that light of him is radiating through you by what you do, by what you say, and how you carry yourself. Let's look at Ephesians 5, 8 through 14. Now, before I go to verse 8, this is what Paul is saying. He's saying this in the beginning of 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication, all uncleanness, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jestings, jesting, which are not convenient, but rather given of thanks. Now, why is um, Paul going over this first? Because he's telling us this, these things are not um, representing who God is. When we walk in these things that Paul is talking about here, we're not walking as children of light. Remember last week we talked about you, you, we are the salt of the earth, meaning that our communication that come out of our mouth can't be corrupt, it can't be foul, it cannot be like the world um, is. He goes on in chapter 5 to break that down some more. Now, how can we be a light unto the world if we're doing what the world does? How can we say that we know him when we're doing the same thing that the world is doing? Who want to hear our testimony? Who want a part of what we have? This is why we got to recognize that we are separated from the world. We're in the world, but we do not do what the world does. We are children of light. And that's how God want us to be in the midst of a corrupt and crooked generation, wicked generation. So he went on to say in the next verse, he said, For this ye know that no homemonger, nor unclean person, nor covenant man who is an adulterer, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It said, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. But not ye therefore be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Look how Paul went over all of that first. And then he began to remind us that we're not in darkness no more. We're in the light. So we walk as children of light. I'm telling you, y'all, we as saints don't have no excuse. Because the word of God, it gives you everything you need to live that life unto him. We can't just go in the word and pull out what we want. I don't know about you, but you know sometimes when... um. You're doing something you ain't supposed to be doing and you know you're not supposed to be doing it and you're going to go in the word. You're going to get you some correction. But sometimes this is how we do. 
we'll just open our Bible and wherever it falls, we'll begin to read it and we'll be like, oh no, that, that ain't speaking to me. That ain't what God is saying to me. That's speaking death right there. We're trying to find something to read or something to satisfy whatever we're going through. This is why, y'all, we have the help of the Holy Spirit. When we're in um, something that we should not be in, the Holy Spirit is going to correct us in righteousness. He's not going to condemn us. He's not going to make us feel guilty or wrong. He's just going to tell us what the word of God is saying unto us. And then we act accordingly to what the Holy Spirit is bringing. He only testifies to from what he hear from Jesus, which is the word. He's only going to bring to your remembrance what the word of God is saying unto him, which is Jesus. This is why we have to be so keen when it comes to spiritual things. We wrestle. We know what's right. But we try to pull away from what's right because guess what? The flesh want to do it at that moment or for that time. I don't know about you. I'll just say me. You know when God is saying no. But you go deaf on him. You act like you're like, nah, nah, nah. You hear the Holy Spirit, but you go deaf on him when he's telling you, don't buy that at this time. Don't buy that at this time. You feel in a pull, but yet you feel like I'm at peace. No, you ain't at no peace. Because God already told you it ain't time for you to get that. But then you get it and you try to justify why you got it. I will need it for this and I will need it for that. I'll, I'll just say me. I remember when I was going through depression and um, I would tell my husband I needed all these things. Y'all, they made me feel good for a moment. I ain't going to lie to you. I remember I became a Mary Kay consultant. And becoming a Mary Kay consultant and I'm getting somewhere with being the light of the world. But I was uh, being a Mary Kay consultant, and I felt good because I was doing something. But I bought over $1,000 worth of product and took my towels out the closet and stacked up my little product and say, you know, I'm going to have my little Mary Kay parties, and I'm going to make some money, honey. He didn't care as long as I got my mind right. He didn't care. He let me spend money like crazy because he was saying, well, if she happy, go, let her go have at it. But see, once the credit card reached its limit, I was sad again because I had nothing else to fall back on. So I'm out doing what the world is doing. You know, I'm out trying to find something to satisfy what I'm going through. And at that moment, I don't know about you, at that moment when you want something, don't you feel kind of satisfied? Then after the thrill is gone, you come back to yourself and say, what have I done? Too late, $1,000 plus interest on that credit card. It sets you and puts you in another place. But then the enemy come back in and say, well, maybe if you get a treadmill, you know, people say if you run a lot, you can take your mind off your troubles. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So the next thing was, honey, I need a treadmill. And of course, he let me get the treadmill and it sat in the kitchen for centuries. I didn't get on the treadmill. It was a white treadmill. I watched it every time I passed to go to the stove. I watched that treadmill, but I was happy and getting the treadmill. What was I doing? I was doing like the world was doing. I was trying to find something that could make me happy. Y'all ain't the end of the story. After the treadmill, I had to find something else to do. So I told my husband I needed a sewing machine and I was going to make him something. I was appeasing me. I was doing just what the world was doing. And see, actually, I was walking in darkness. I wasn't walking in light because I was trying to do what the world was doing to get me some satisfaction, but it didn't bring me that satisfaction. It just bought me things that I could not keep up with. And, and by that time, credit cards was maxed out. I'm sitting up there with a closet full of Mary Kay, didn't have nothing to do with it, wasn't going back out to show nobody nothing. So I'm sitting there really in darkness now because depression just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. But the part that I was missing was who I was now that I'm in Christ. And when I got a hold to who I was now that I'm in Christ, y'all, I didn't try to get these things to satisfy me. My light began to shine and I began to glorify him more than I was glorifying things. And the more I glorified him, that light was getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And people were coming to that light even through the messed up testimony that I had. So what am I saying to you? I, I believe God is bringing this to some people in this room for 
for a reason to let you know you can't get satisfied in things you can't get satisfied in people because those things will pass away but when we go into the word of God and I'm gonna tell you something the word is light y'all because the Bible tells us the entrance of the word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple entrance mean unfolding of the word see I was not getting a revelation I was saved but I wasn't getting a revelation of the word so to me I was still walking in darkness even though I was saved but when I got the unfolding of the word begin to get revelation of that word the light came and it exposed the darkness that was around me and in my life and I'm telling you y'all I begin to experience the joy of the Lord and that's what we have to do so I want to encourage you whatever you're going through or whatever the enemy is throwing at you that's darkness that's not the the light in the life of God he want us to walk in that light when we walk in that light that shows who we're fellowshipping with when we walk in darkness that shows who we fellowshipping with that's why the more time we spend in this word the more the light that's in us will expel that darkness and people will know who we belong to so we got the first part of Ephesians when he was telling us that we have to be followers of God as dear children and the way we follow him is we let go of all of these things that does not represent him but I'm gonna read out the amplified verse 8 in Ephesians 5 it says once ye were darkness but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of light and it's saying this live as those who are native born to the light for the fruit the effect the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth that's what light represent goodness righteousness and truth in verse 10 trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyles be example of what is most acceptable to him your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your satisfaction salvation do not participate in worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness but instead expose them and how do we expose them by our integrity more courage and godly character for it is disgraceful even to mention the things that such people practice in secret but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts for it is light that makes everything visible isn't that something so whatever is going on around us that's not right in the Lord guess what's going to expose it the light that comes through the word of God when we began whatever a person is in and we began to give them the word of God it's going to expose whatever the enemy is doing in their life and that light that's coming through that word is going to expel the darkness that's why it's so important that we carry ourselves such in a righteous way that the enemy can't have nothing on us when we're ministering to others there's so many people out here that's saying don't do this don't do that if you do this God ain't gonna do that y'all know that's not right because God has already done everything that he's gonna do on our behalf but the reason why we don't do what we used to do because we are children of light we we're not exposed to that stuff anymore because we know who we belong to so when you know who you belong to what father is your father and what your father represent you ain't gonna go outside and do something that's not gonna please your father right how many want to please their parents how many want to show respect and honor unto their parents I don't know about you it's so hurtful I can imagine when um, I was growing up and I'm, I'm telling you the truth I'm gonna say this with Pam sitting back there it is so funny she's turning her head but this this is a funny part I'm just gonna use us to tell you how um, light and darkness don't mix right now this is a funny part I stayed in a preacher man's house and I remember that my husband then was my boyfriend he wanted us to go to um, a party and that party was the graduation party that they were giving the seniors now I didn't want to go did I want to go no didn't want to go he begged me to go y'all so I said okay we'll go so of course Pam back there she wanted to go because it was this guy that she liked so I took old Pam with me y'all we had it to the graduation party but I had a pull on me I just didn't want to be at that party so when we got to the party we got dropped off 
After a while, I looked over there, and Pam was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> Girl was towed up, y'all, from the flow up. I told my sister, I said, come get us and come get us quick. So this is the thing. Now, light and darkness don't mix, right? My granddaddy, not only was he a man of the cloth, he was a prophet. I mean, God used him in the gifts. I mean, this man was on it. So my sister told me, my uncle come to the door. She said, I tell you what, if he asks where, what we're doing, just tell him we're in the car for a while. So when I went to the door, he said, what they doing? I said, I guess they'll be in after a while. I went on in the room. I said, I ain't going to be subject to this. So we in the bed, and my sister said, get up, get up. Pam got to throw up. I said, let her throw up, because if you think I'm walking by my granddaddy's room to take her to the bathroom, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. So what am I saying? Granddaddy was walking in light. We was walking in darkness, and light and darkness don't mix, does it, Pam? My granddaddy didn't move, y'all, but Pam, did he tell you everything you did the next day? See, that light is going to expose the darkness because he walked in light, you know, the majority of the time. So no matter what you thought you were hiding, those hidden things going to be revealed. How? Through the light. Because if he's spending time with the Father, it don't matter if you creep in here and there and think you ain't going to get caught. He's going to tell you exactly what you've done. And the thing was with Granddaddy, he was so nice. He was just so nice, so calm. So collected, that's the kind of stuff that scare you, right? Because you know what you've done wrong, but he would just lay it out there, wouldn't fuss, tell you what the word said, and go on about his business. Because he was letting us know light and darkness don't mix. So what am I saying to you? When you bring the word of God, and you are amongst people that are not doing right, it is for us to bring light in the midst of that darkness. Why do we do it? We don't want nobody lost. And some of us, we know what people doing in the midst of us, and we won't say nothing because we think they're going to look at us funny. But we are the light of the world. That means that Jesus walked amongst darkness, but he expelled that darkness through bringing truth. And each time that he brought truth, somebody was healed, somebody was delivered, somebody was set free. So they saw the light even in the midst of the darkness. That's what we're supposed to do. Ye are the light of the world, and that light's supposed to expose that darkness. The interest of the word gives light and adds um, understanding to the simple. So as we're walking in this world, when we see someone that's not doing what needs to be done, do we sit there and watch them do it? No, we should have the word in us coming out of us to give them so that darkness can be exposed through the light. Now, once you give it to them, it's up to them to do whatever they want to do with it. Sometimes you get tired of messing with people. Say, well, if they want to go to hell, let them bust it wide open. Don't make me know. Never mind. What kind of stuff is that? Because we get aggravated. But Jesus didn't give up. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And that's what we do because Satan's kingdom represents darkness. The kingdom of God represents light. So y'all, when we enter places, we should be persecuted. We should be talked about. We should be ridiculed. Why? Because the world hates light. They um, love darkness more than they love light. And that's what John the Baptist was saying to those Pharisees. They were actually living in darkness and thought that they were already going to see the king. And there wasn't because they was trying to make their own rules, their own regulations to get to heaven. If I keep all of this law, I'm going to get right on in. But we got to understand in order to be children of that light, we have to be born again. So we see in Ephesians that this is how we should carry ourselves. And people should see us as being that light. And it goes on to say in verse 14, Ephesians 5. For this reason, he says, awake sleeper and arise from the dead. And Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. I'm telling you, y'all, at one moment we were dead. But because of Jesus Christ, we have that light that comes through him. And I don't know about you, but I want everybody that I come in contact with you know, as the spirit leads me, as the spirit unctions me, I don't want to miss an opportunity to give them what God would have for me to give them. We supposed to be different, y'all. 
What the world do, we don't supposed to be doing. And I always hit this. And the reason why I hit this so much is because Facebook is darkness. The only way we can change Facebook is by walking as children of light. What do I mean? Whatever they do, we supposed to do it differently. Just because they snap the picture they sell, why are we snapping the picture of ourselves? Have we got a revelation on that yet? Can anybody tell me what's the purpose of snapping pictures? Anybody don't know no more. See me, hear me, be attached to me. Do that represent him? No, that, that, that don't mean we're not walking as children of light, right? Because if we're snapping pictures just like everybody else, what make us different from them? But if we put the word of God on Facebook without a face, don't you know it's somebody that's going to react to the word that the Holy Spirit told us to put and we don't need a face to show nobody? Is that true? Because the word of God, he says, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is true. So sanctify means set them apart. So when you go up there, they don't need to see you. Only thing they need to see is what the word of God is saying. And they're going to know that you're different because every time you post, they don't see a face. They just see the word of God and you standing on that word. Y'all, to be frankly honest with you, we might as well take Miracle Temple off Facebook because I, I refuse to even go in there and check it now. I'm going to tell you why. Soon as you go in there and check something, you'll see a bunch of feeds. And if you're not careful, you like this, right? Oh, Jesus. Just take me off of Facebook. <laughs> I don't even know how to work it that good anyway. Some people's good at working Facebook, but me, I don't know how to work it because I don't want to become a part of what everybody is doing. Yes, it's free. Thank God for freedom, but we don't use it for the works of our flesh. We don't use it for us to draw attention to ourselves. If you're drawing attention to yourself, you're doing just like everybody else doing. How can you, how can you minister to somebody when they're going to come back at you? I remember Thea's teaching when she said that somebody threw trash out the window. And she just threw a toothpick. She told them there was wrong for the trash, right? They said, well, what's the difference between a toothpick and the trash? It's still trash. But the Thea looked at it like nobody ain't going to see that little toothpick, but the Thea was still wrong. So what am I saying? How can she be a light to that person if she's doing the same thing? Ain't no big sin or little sin. Sin is sin. So see how that person come back at a Thea? If we're going to be different, we need to be totally different to let people know this is not whom I serve. We serve God and God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So in our spirit, there is no darkness at all. But our soul, y'all know it's toe up and every day it needs some light from the word. Every day it needs some light for the word. That's why the Bible said the word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path. The word is what gives me the direction I need. The word is what tells me the way in which I should go. So the more I stay in the word, the more I'm going to become a light, not only in church, but it's going to be at home. It's going to be on my job. They're going to know you just different. When I grabbed hold of these concepts, um, I remember on my job, I used to be so hurt because they demoted me and I felt like I did nothing wrong and I had to sit back there with a girl that y'all, this girl, I ain't joking, she was towed up. But I, they put me back there with her and I'll never forget y'all, this is the, the clicker here. This girl was into less, being a lesbian. Now you know you hear stuff about people but you don't just say stuff because um, you hear it from other people. And I'm going to give you a warning. Whatever you hear from somebody, I'm going to be the first to say this. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it. Let me tell you why. Because they're going to come back later and say, you know what? That wasn't right. And then you done told everybody what they said. So who's the liar? You are. Anyway, um, when I first met this girl, I heard about how she was. But guess what, y'all? I didn't treat her like people say she was. I treated her out of love. And I didn't treat her no differently from anybody else. Now, I was over her. I was her boss. And, you know, I had hired her and everything. And I wasn't discriminating because of what I heard. So when I started working with the girl, I was encouraging the girl, you know. And 
One day she come to me. She came to me. She said, I got something to tell you. And on the inside, I'm like, Jesus, what did this child got to tell me? She trusted me enough to tell me her lifestyle. Now, I wonder why she trusted me enough to tell me her lifestyle. Can anybody tell me? It's your conduct. It's the way you carry yourself. She saw a difference in me than what she saw in the other people she worked with. So when she told me the first thing that I told her, this is my first thing. Do not go around in this office telling nobody what you do or how you do it. That's between you and God, basically. Keep your mouth shut. That was just like talking to a door. I come in the office one day and this girl come up to me. She said, if she touched me, I'm a killer. I said, well, she done told it. So I called in the office. I said, why did you do that? Why did you do what I told you not to do? You making it hard for yourself. So the Lord was giving me an opportunity to minister to her at that time and let her know this is an abomination unto the Lord. The Lord loves you. And this is the things that he hates. But he still love you. Ministering to her, she was listening to me. The next day she come in the office, she said, I talked to the Lord last night. I said, you did? Because she said she was saved, y'all. I said, you did? She said, yeah. Oh, y'all, I was just jumping all in my seat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I said, what did he say? She said, he said that he made me this way. <laughs> I sat there. I said, Holy Ghost, you better help me. You better help me. So she said, he said he made me this way. I said, baby, no, he didn't. You didn't talk to God. I said, you didn't talk to God. So I was giving her scriptures and stuff, but she was so deeply rooted in this. And let me tell you how the enemy tried to try me and turn on me. I'm still talking about being a light because you will get tried even being a beacon of light. You hear me? You will get tried by the ones that's in darkness. So the next thing this chick going to tell me is what she had in her trunk and was going to show me what she used when she go out to have her little orgies or whatever you call it. I said, girl, you done gone crazy now. I knew she was crazy at that point. But the thing is that even in the midst of all that, I still treated her with love. Y'all, when I got demoted, guess who I end up sitting back in one office with? That girl. And I'm back there in that office, y'all, doing my work on the computer, singing unto the Lord. I heard her say, you need to shut up. Nobody don't want to hear all that. Help me, Jesus. Lord, please help me. So I sat there and I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm disturbing you. But I just politely, you know, you have to respect other people. But I kept doing what I was doing unto the Lord. Y'all, I start taking a bag. This is no lie. My husband know this is true because that's what he had to do. I start taking a bag full of tapes. And I would hit them tapes and have them on my ear every day because I had to build myself. I was back there with the devil himself. Do y'all hear me? This girl became vicious unto me, but I didn't change. Didn't change at all. And I'm here to tell you, even in the midst of all that with that girl, it was all the hurt and stuff that she was going through. But I had to still be that light. What am I telling you? It don't matter how dark it gets. Or who you working with, you still got to be the light of this world that exposed the darkness. Can I say today that this girl has changed? I don't know, but I did not change because she refused to change. I did not laugh with her. Didn't it say no jesting? I could have been laughing. Oh, girl, you crazy. Don't you bring that mess up in here? Uh, I didn't do all that. I stood firm to what the word was saying. I didn't laugh with her. I didn't joke. And, and I'm hearing this in my spirit. Some of y'all right now know what people doing and you're laughing at them. And they think you just like them. That's why the truth has to be told to expel the darkness. You cannot leave a person by themselves without telling them the truth. Sin is sin. And if you are of him and he's of you, you can speak what? Truth in love. You don't let nobody get out of your sight if they telling you, you know, I slept with so-and-so last night. That woman don't even know I slept with him. You're going to sit there and say, hey, who you say you slept with? And you say, what kind of mess is that? 
Or, girl, you're going to get caught and that, and, and that woman going to beat you to death. Is that helping that person? No, but we're supposed to give them what the word of God says. And we're supposed to do it in love. And guess what? By giving them the word, guess who's going to go to work? The power of the Holy Ghost. And whatever is being done, the Holy Ghost is going to do what? Convict them of their unrighteousness. He's going to be the one that do it. We don't have to do it. But for some reason, y'all, people don't see us as lights because we beat people on the head with the word. You know God said don't do it. And we keep beating them and beating them and beating them. What good is that? If you told them one time what the word is saying, God didn't tell you to call them back. Say, did you hear what I said? You're going to die in your mess. You're going to bust hell wide open. No, we are children of light. And children of light, they show love. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all remember the woman at the well? She was talking to Jesus about the water. And he said, the water that I give you, he said, this water here, I'm paraphrasing, never run dry. It gives you everlasting life. There's no ending to this water. And this woman kept talking to him. And he said, go get your husband. Was it go get your husband or where's your husband? He said, you're right. You don't have five of them. So she knew that she was with light. Because guess what light was doing, Miss Mary? It was exposing the darkness. Wasn't it bringing that darkness right before her to let her know, you can't fool me. So this is why when we have the gifts of the Spirit in our lives, do you know what some people do with the gifts of the Spirit? Try to make people think that they got it and other people don't. So they be trying to think about, well, let me see, let me see, let me see. You know who you're sleeping with. And you don't even know who they're sleeping with. You just threw that out there and you, and you got one. Well, who told you that? And then you feel good because you, you hit that on the head. Then you try to go a little bit deeper. Y'all, it don't work like that. It don't. Because when you get in front of people, you're not trying to figure out what they're doing or how they're doing it. When you open your mouth, he's going to speak for you. And whatever darkness is there, he's going to bring it out. He's going to expose it. And they're going to know, ain't nobody told you that but God because I ain't shared it with nobody. What is he doing? He's expelling the darkness. None of us in this room cannot fool God. I don't care what you do or how you do it. You can't fool him. And if, if, if I'm his servant and y'all his servant, nobody's going to be able to stand in front of you full of darkness, full of lies, and truth don't come through you to let them know, I know what you're doing. And why does God do that? Because light expels darkness. Ye are the light of the world. We bring light into the world to expose what's going on around us. I'm here to tell y'all, we got to quit trying to keep friends. Because if you love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth. One thing I can say, I'm, I'm getting on that jolly green giant again. This is what I tell my son, and he know this is nothing but the truth. He ain't doing it. But I told him, if you out there doing something you ain't got no business doing with anybody, no girl better not come up in my house and ask me nothing because I ain't lying for you. Why would I lie for him? That's him. That ain't me. I ain't going to hell for him. So don't even, be at, don't even call my house and say, Mama, lie, because I'm going to hang up on you and tell you. Now, boy, you know what you're doing ain't right. How would you feel if the shoe was on the other foot? So he know who I am, and he know what I represent. And my husband is the witness. What did he say? Don't tell Mama. He don't have to tell mama because God is going to already let me know what's going on. So I'm going to let him know what God told me. Boy, I saw you last night. And God is saying, back away. It wasn't dealing with no woman, y'all. But back away. Sure enough, he, and this is how some people are. They'll look you in the face and they won't say nothing. They won't give you a yay or nay. And you know right then. God is expelling something in your life. God is doing this to save your life. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I don't know why people don't want to come to miracle temples. God is just trying to help somebody. Isn't he trying to help somebody, Raheem? He's trying to save somebody. He's trying to give somebody the truth. And, and this, this is another thing that had happened, and I shared it with y'all. This guy lived a life that was not right. This guy stood right here. One day, God called him up. This was several years ago. 
And God exposed the darkness that was in his life. And God told him, the woman that you with, you need to leave that woman alone. You need to let her go. That went in one ear and went out another. Next time I saw this guy, it had to be about five or six years later, he stood right here with a testimony. He said, y'all might not remember me. He said, but the Lord used her to tell me to stay away from this woman. He said, I didn't do it. He said, this woman shot me and almost killed me. He said, not only that, I'll end up going to prison, you know, after he come through the wound or whatever was going on with that. But the woman shot him. He said, I could have died, but I didn't. He said, but God warned me. Now, this very same guy, we were in a restaurant about four months ago, and we were sitting in the restaurant, and I saw him at the counter. And I'm just casual conversation. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And all of a sudden, I got an unction in me, and I didn't know what God was doing. And I looked at him, and I called him to the table. God ain't said nothing. I just called him to the table. I was talking to him. I said, well, if I knew you were coming up in here, you could have paid for our food. He said, I'll pay for your food. I said, no, 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 no. You don't have to pay for my food. Then he turned away. I said, wait a minute. I said, God said he loved you. And he's saying, what you getting ready to do? He said, don't do it. God said, I'm giving you another chance. I ain't know what God was talking about. I said, I'm telling you, God is saying he's giving you another chance. Don't do what you're getting ready to do. That was 8 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, the cops had got him, had locked him up, and he's serving two years. What was God doing? How was he doing it? Exposing the darkness through the light. So what am I saying to you? Sometimes you may not understand, but this guy, this is what he said when I talked to him when he was in jail. How did you know? I said, God already knew. I said, he gave you a chance. God told him, I'm going to give you a chance, but don't do what you're doing. And the thing is, God had witnesses to what he was telling him, so he knew. He knew what he was going to do that night. He knew what he was going to do, but he still did it. So what am I telling you? You are the light of the world, and this is what the enemy does. He put distractions in our lives. Why did he do that? Because he don't want us to hear what God want us to go and tell somebody to expose that darkness through the light which comes through the word of God. He will do it, y'all, if we allow him to do it. It is time out for us trying to do what the world is doing. Y'all, it is a trap. Why do you think your flesh fights so hard? Because it's something your flesh want to do that you know that you don't supposed to be doing. That's why you got to fight with flesh. But when you understand what God has done through his son, Jesus was the light of the world. And he said, those that follow me will not walk in darkness. Isn't that something? So if you're following him, you can't walk in darkness because he's the light. So I want to ask you something. Who you with? Who you following? Because if you're following the enemy, you're walking in darkness. And that darkness that you walk into, it's going to attract other dark things. But if you're walking in the light, just as he's in the light, y'all, I'm telling you, everything that you need will manifest in your life. I'll give you another example. When Jeremy was young, he had uh, some cousins staying over his house. How many know just because you got cousins don't mean they do what you do? That's my cousin. <laughs> That's my cousin. So cousins stayed over that night, and I called Jeremy in the room. I said, boy, I said, them cousins don't mean you no good. They ain't stuff they don't supposed to be in. Mama, everybody that I hang with, you saying they this and they that, mama. I said, Jeremy, I ain't saying I hate them. I'm just letting you know what they're doing ain't right. And you're going to get caught up and mess with them if you don't separate yourself, boy. Mama, I clear. can't stay with nobody. Nobody can stay over to the house. Every time I turn around, you got something to say about somebody. I'm light. Their darkness. I'm just trying to help you. I fed them. I loved on them. Y'all, the next day, they left. I'd be up late at night, and I'd be in my word. Looked up, coming out of Jeremy's room with darkness right in front of me. I said, oh, no. 
in the name of Jesus. You leaving up out of here because light and darkness don't mix. You leaving out of my house. This is the funny part. My husband, <laughs> he was in the living room studying. My husband saw it. He opened the door. He said, ah, you got to get up out of here. You can't stay in here. What am I saying? Whatever you invite in your house will linger. And if it's dark, you light. You're supposed to expel that darkness because you are the light of the world. You letting that darkness know not up in this house. You getting up out of here. I don't, when, when you rolled in here on them, you ain't getting left up in here. You getting out of here. So God will allow you to see things that's in the midst of you. He will show you things. And the thing is, you know what we say? Oh, that's just me. That's just me. No, it ain't just you. It's the spirit of the living God in you revealing something to you to let you know that's not me. So what am I telling you? Y'all, I'm telling you something. You will even be hated by children. Children will even think that you hate them. Because you won't let them do this, you won't let them do that. And sometimes you'll say, well, go on, go on. I, I give you another test. I don't know why God is doing all this, but I just got to tell you, give you another testimony. See, me and my husband, we tell stuff because I ain't ashamed of it because I had to go through it. Here go Jeremy again. Maybe it's helping somebody. Here go Jeremy again. He wanted to go see this girl. Jeremy was in the 11th or 12th grade. 11th grade. That's his daddy, you know, daddy and son. Mama word would always, no. My husband say, well, let him go on up there. He say, Jeremy, here, I'm going to fill up. He filled up his Escalade, sent Jeremy and his little cousin to Greenville to see the little girl. Daddy, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to be good. He said, all right, Jeremy, I'm going to trust you. Mm -hmm. Keep my mouth shut this down because I know he shouldn't go. Well, man, now we got the trust. And I said, uh -huh, okay. Next thing I know, me and my husband out on a date, get a phone call. It's his other cousin that rolled with him. This is the funny part. Mama, Jeremy on the floor. We can't get him up, Mama. I just had to call. Yes, oh, you did, huh? Let me tell you what the funny part is. My son on the floor, drunk as a skunk. <laughs> Couldn't move. Liquor supposed to have had him, right? Soon as that child mentioned his daddy was coming, he was up and sober. <laughs> truth. This is truth. <laughs> he was up and sober. He had to drive all the way to Greenville, right? And let me tell you what this little girl, this girl was in college. Tell me what this little girl going to have a nerve to tell me and think I'm stupid. I said, listen. I said, where he get that liquor? I don't know where they got it from. I say, he got it out your refrigerator. And I said, actually, you know, they will get you up out of where you are because he's a minor. He don't supposed to have it. The child got so scared, she broke up with Jeremy and didn't have nothing else to do with it. <laughs> sure did. What am I saying? Do we all give our children an opportunity? Do we all say, I'm going to trust you this time? I tell you what, that ride back from Greenville, you could drop a penny. Jeremy wasn't going to say nothing, but he was sober and supposed to have been on the floor dead. What am I saying? Light expels darkness. And when God is telling you something, when he's saying no, he's letting you know that ain't right. God is not about darkness. He is about light, y'all. And the more you stay in his word, the more God is going to reveal to you before something go on because light expels darkness and people going to be mad at you because you're telling them what they're getting ready to do and they're mad because you told it. And they don't want to hear all that. So what am I saying to everybody in this place? Ye are the light of the world. And if we're the light of the world, we don't walk in darkness amongst darkness, y'all. We're supposed to be the light that expels the darkness, not doing what they, oh, one drink ain't going to hurt you, man. You act like you so super saved. One little sip ain't going to hurt nobody. Bad influence, isn't it? They taking you from, well, you know what? You have that choice. We can't blame it on that person. Because if we're who we say we are, we should be giving them the word and say, you know what? I was right where you were. I used to do what you used to do, 
But when I found out what Jesus done for me, I realized I don't have to do that no more. And you don't have to do that no more. You don't have to go to the bottle to get satisfaction. You don't have to go to the bottle to be something that you're not. You don't even have to use drugs to put you to sleep or get over your worries because I got the best drug it is. That drug will rock you. It will cuddle you. It will give you peace. It will give you the love that you need. And that drug is Jesus. You can get high on Jesus. And this is what we supposed to be doing. And your bestest friend will look at you and say, something wrong. You're not the same person you used to be because you would have been hit that. We're the light of the world. I like the other part of this verse that it says that being the light of the world, y'all, guess where we sit on a hill. It says here, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Y'all know when you can see a place that's far off and it's lit up. I'll I'll say the fair. Y'all know when you would see the fair, you can see it way off before you even get to the fair because that light is shining where it is. It looked like you read at it, but you still got to go towards it. This is how we supposed to be. We supposed to be so lit up. That we're like a city that sits on a hill. And everybody want to come to that light to see what that light is. That's how we're supposed to be. When people are around us, they should want what we have. And I I remember um, at times, you know, we can get into some sticky situations with people that sometimes we want to hide that light. I'm going to get there. We're supposed to be a city that sits upon a hill for the whole world to see and people supposed to be coming, what, to that light. That's why the Bible says, arise and shine because the light has come upon you. That's God's light. That's his glory. It's being revealed. That's what he was telling them. But the next part of that verse, I like this, that says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. It says, say, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. We, our light don't supposed to be hidden. Our light supposed to be shining. Why? So they can see the good works that's coming through us, which represents the father. And guess who's glorified? The father is glorified. So if we're trying to hide who we are, then there's some darkness there. We shouldn't try to hide. We should be a light to the world for the whole world to see. I ain't seen nobody that take a candle and hide it under something and wouldn't have no light. Come on, when storms come, we try to light everything we can light so the room won't have no darkness, right? So we can see. So we have to remember we want to be like that um, city that sits upon a hill that everybody see and they want to come to that light. And the light sometime, y'all, What's hidden, it shall be revealed. You know how it's revealed? Through light, through the word of God. So no matter what's going on in your life, the word of God will be like a light, like a candle that search what? The inner parts of you, the hidden things. So when we go into that word, nobody don't have to tell you nothing because the Holy Spirit is there to show it to you. So when somebody come to you and they're revealing something to you, don't act like you're ignorant. You already know. If you're spending time with him, they just revealing what God has already showed you concerning you. This is what I like, y'all, about God. God going to show me what's going on with me if it want to be seen. But the thing about God is if I am not spending time with God, God loved me so much, he'll reveal it to man. And he'll bring it through Manny to let me know. You don't even take time out with me, but I love you so much that you got this darkness in your life. And it's time for the light that comes through the word of God to expel it. So he had to bring Manny to me to show me what I didn't want to see. Come on, we want to hide stuff. We don't want to see what need to be seen. But you know, the problem is we see everything and everybody else. But when it comes to us, I'll tell you this, y'all. It takes two to tangle. We always try to blame somebody else. I do what I do because Jamie made me do it. That's the only reason why I done it. No, you did it because you chose to do it. We always try to find excuses and we always try to put it on somebody else. Well, I married a no good man. You knew that man was no good before you married him. 
So don't be trying to blame it on his mama, his daddy. Look, it is what it is. And you got some issues in your life too. Everybody got something in their lives that they need to deal with. It may not be like everybody else, but we all got issues. So when we look at each other, we should see who we are now that we're in him. I can't look at Manny past and then um, dictate to him based on who he used to be. I have to see him as being a light unto the world. A light that exposed darkness. Seeing him as a son of God. As the children of light. Because that's who we really are. If we keep looking at people on. Based on who they used to be. Guess what? We bring in condemnation. We bring in guilt. We're not bringing that light. That need to be shown in the midst of darkness. We need to encourage one another in the Lord. And that's expelling the darkness. That's in people's lives. Ye are the light of the world. And we need to be a city that sits upon a hill for the whole world to see. How do we do it? Through our conduct, through our character, the way we carry ourselves, the way we talk to people. Yo, our talk should be different. It shouldn't be like it was in the world. We're supposed to have a new language. And I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. People can't understand that. They got to understand the language is coming through the word of God. You speak in English. You speak in the word. You speak in the truth. And that's what people need to hear, the truth. And when they hear you telling the truth, I'm telling you something, y'all. They know where you're from. They'll be saying, you're different. It's something about you that's different from everybody else. And that's what I have heard all my life, y'all. Even when I was in sin, people say, you're different. You don't do like everybody else. But guess what? I wasn't saved, so I was just like everybody else. I just didn't do what everybody else did. My heart was not turned to Jesus, so I was still in darkness. But they saw me differently. And the reason why they saw me differently, because some things they did, I did not want to do. And I chose not to do it, so I didn't do it. But guess what? Sin is sin. So if I didn't do what Teresa was doing and I still was lying, I still was doing what Teresa was doing. But see, people probably looked at us differently because if she did hers openly and I did mine in secret, they're thinking, well, she must be the good one and that's the bad one. Actually, I'd rather for somebody to do it in the open than be doing it secretly because they're openly exposing. So what am I saying? Ye are the lights of the world and that's how you're supposed to carry yourself and that's how he want us to carry ourselves. So don't let people beat you up because you're different. And if you're different, that's how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be living your life differently from other people. Y'all, I'm feeling so much rejection in this room. People do what they do because they want to be accepted. They want to be loved. If you got somebody in your life that's not loving you the way you want to be loved, and you're trying to find love in other things. The reason is you don't know the love of God. Because if you know the love of God, you're not trying to find other things to fulfill what you're missing. God want us to be children of light. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And when we walk in light, we have fellowship with the father. So. Go back and meditate on this. And y'all, I'm telling you, I could have done three pages tonight. I was so tempted to do three pages tonight full of scriptures because I was so happy in Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's some more words, some more words. But I'm going to stop right there. Um, did anybody have anything dealing with the last week teaching on what we taught um, last week? Anyone? Did last week help anybody? Kim? If you don't mind. Or somebody can bring you a mic. You can stand where you are. Raheem, can you take her the mic? Sunday school mic. Yeah, that one. I was just going to testify that... Um, the word kept coming back to me, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth because I needed that one, especially with different people coming in the shop, talking about different issues in life. And I've always been quick with my tongue in the past to speak what I thought 
And even when I was about to, that scripture kept coming back to my mind, reminding me, shut up, Kim. And I would say it openly in front of them, shut up, Kim. <laughs> you know, no corrupt communication is going to come out of your mouth. And I would say it in front of them, and I would let them know why I was doing it. So I just praise God for the teaching. Amen. Do we have anyone else? Okay. We give God glory for what we are learning so far. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but every time I get into it, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that I can be a light that's shining unto someone. Amen. Jennifer. Right, we was used to it. And God will allow people to see that light in your life to represent him. Is there anybody else before we do our offering and dismiss? Do we have any announcements? Jay. Just a quick reminder to 